0: These two guys survived the David Kahn era of Timberwolves basketball
1: and live to tell about it. It's Flagrant Howls with Phil Mackey and Kyle Teige.
0: What do you want to get into first here? Do you want to get into Point Ant continuing his dominance of the National Basketball Association last night or D'Angelo Russell unfollowing the Timberwolves on
1: social media sometime in the last 72 hours? You know... It was a tough month in December. You and I took a week off for some personal time, the holidays. Uh, some people hit us up on Twitter or YouTube just being like, do you have any hope left? Like, why should I follow this team? And I, for that one comment or a couple weeks ago that said, you know, you guys have been wrong about everything. You and I said, it's going to get so much more entertaining. The product might get a little better if they get some guys in and, you know, maneuver the rotation a little bit. Uh, I think you and I had our most venting recording on Monday. And since then, it's been some of the funnest days ever on Wolves Twitter. We've had social. <laughs> exactly. We did it. We did it. Two, two impressive wins. Um, a player that is uh, probably the most, you know, up and down in terms of on the court play and just standing in the fan base, although Rudy Gobert would definitely try to take that title. Um, starts doing the social media stuff. We're five weeks out from the trade deadline. Uh uh, he did it the is- bet on the bet on yourself
0: retweet or repost of F- Fred Van Vliet.
1: Yeah. Uh, the 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 interesting passes that were made last night to end that first quarter. Just really exciting stuff. But I mean, I really do to 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 kick it off. We were so mad on Monday, and I was like, Where's Alex Rodriguez? Where's ownership? Where's accountability? Well, he was sitting courtside last night. Uh Tim Connolly was making the round. Like, I don't know. People say they don't listen to this podcast sometimes, but then Luca Garza plays like there's a lot of things that you and I have been on. So I think we have to start with point we're because, pretty
0: much the shadow general managers here yeah, at this let's, point. If you go okay. look at the uh,
1: chartable top 100 basketball <laughs> podcast right now. OK, we're like 98. Uh, OK, so yeah, we are right in that. Mix. I see you. Ninety nine. OK, we haven't even been here for six months. So, no, let's let's I want to throw it to you because that's been something we've also been during the doldrums. And when this was really bad. Hey, I think the two young kids are taking a leap. Jaden's is a little more subtle. We can talk about that at another time, but the ant stuff in his last 10 games, 29 oh. and a half points, 48% field goal percentage, 37% from three, eight rebounds, five assists, one and a half steals, one block. He turned 21 five months ago. What else? In, like, what do you want me to say?
0: Inject this version of point ant into my veins. I love the, some of the post game comments coming out Thanks. too, from like yes. Austin rivers yes. saying I'm I'm sort of, paraphrasing here but talking about how much they love him and gravitate toward him and how he compares to some of the other superstars that Austin Rivers has played with and how even though he sometimes doesn't make the right decision he's always trying to make the right decision learning from when he doesn't and he can handle criticism they can pull him as Austin Rivers says I can pull him aside and tell him he, he did something wrong he doesn't get mad or offended so it's I know it's only been two games. It's just now we're back on the way up on this roller coaster ride. I'm sure we'll come back down at some point. Those six straight losses and then the come to Jesus team meeting, not ideal. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even know if this team is going to make the playoffs or the play in. Like there's so many things to be figured out. But the most important thing this year and long term is starting to happen, Kyle. It's Anthony Edwards running the show, being comfortable as a playmaker starting to put up meaningful numbers, not just hollow numbers on a bad team, but meaningful numbers, driving victories. And um, I, this is something that I wanted this to happen while Carl anthony Towns was out, not as a slight to Carl anthony Towns, but just as a way for this team to figure out what is the pecking order? Who is the, the straw here, right? And if, if they can start here, what they've seen the last 10 games of Point Ant as he's had more, Leeway running the offense on a more regular basis, running the show late in games when they need buckets, right? He's not just standing in the corner while D'Lo dribbles around. It's Anthony Edwards' show largely. Everything else can fit in or get out. That's kind of how I view the rest of the season. If you can't fit in with what's happening with Anthony Edwards and you're not a complimentary piece, then the decision's pretty easy
1: if I'm Tim Connolly running the front office. What did what did Denny Green say? You play to win the game. So that was heard that was Herm Edwards.
0: Denny, it? Oh Denny, yeah, sorry. okay, my bad. Danny
1: Green said uh, the are Bears who are, are who we thought they were. That's on me. That's on me. We'll cut that. Um, no, no, we're gonna leave it in. Actually. So if you went, if you went to Target <laughs> Center on Saturday night, and you wanted to end your 2022 watching the Wolves, and they got beat by the worst team in the league, like you should be frustrated. You still play these games. You know, you pay money to go to the game. You pay for league pass. You want it, You're competitive. You want to see them win the game. But one thing I said back in like October, November, whatever, is like there is a chance that this whole thing we're living in like a weird simulation where we're all going to like wake up next year or whatever, two years from now. And this kid, this kid is leading them to like a Western conference finals. And we're like, Oh my God, that one season was so frustrating. But all I really remember about it was that Anthony Edwards became like John Morant or a better John Morant at 21 than Ja was at 21. Right. Like, I know that you still want to win. The, you want to beat the Clippers tomorrow night on, if you go to the game. But there might be something bigger happening here with this kid. Uh, I, I always write down notes. Also, too, to, to the, your point about the quotes and stuff, obviously, Jace Frederick, uh, Chris Hine, Dane Moore, John Krasinski, they do a great job covering the team. Every one of their Twitter feeds last night was the quotes that were coming out of that locker room. Torian Prince compared Ant to KD, <laughs> to trey young and said at sometimes he's better than those guys mm-hmm. austin rivers like you just said said this is the guy this is this is the franchise player things that we've talked about right but we have as dane said we've been respectful not to step on toes the players that are in that locker room said it out loud like no this is his team
0: here's one of them from austin rivers this is from uh, our guy chris Hines, started to be in we can even yell at him and he listens. The dude, the young dude, listens. That's the most impressive thing about Ant since I've been here. Usually, a guy like that, it's hard to talk to sometimes because they got everything. But he doesn't act like that. That's sort of, he has an ego, but he's a sponge. And I think you've seen huge differences in his game and improvements just in the last like month and a half because he's learning, he's evolving, he's being put in a position where he's empowered to, to be the guy, sink or swim, and, and he's swimming and i i don't know that that he has taken the third year leap in the way that we maybe thought or expected sometimes it's two steps forward a step back a dud yeah. here mm-hmm. you know a bad stretch of games but at the end of these almost 40 games of his third year it's very clear that there is a third year leap taking place in front of us here and it's it's like i said it is the most important thing absolutely
1: i uh i i do just kind of like write down notes because I'm a loser during these games. And then anytime they win, I do kind of rewatch a game again as a loser. Uh, but one thing I wrote down from last night, if anyone goes back and watches Wolves Blazers, go find a clip of Ant smiling. He's like not, nah. and not because he's pissed off or I think he was so locked in. Hmm. Um, there was a, I mean, the, the Blazers were making the run again, as teams always do in any league or any, any contest, but I guess against the Wolves, they really do it. Um, the Blazers would score or they wouldn't score and they'd get the rebound and called for the ball. There was that one position where he like demanded to post up someone, I think it was Keenan Johnson or something, or I mean, no, it was Anthony Simons. And he did the legal version of bullying. He backed that dude into the rim finished and then right in front of A-Rod just showed just did the flex, right? He didn't do the Pat Bev too small, which would have been great, but he just I mean, He was so locked in in the moment. Dame talked about it after the game. Uh Torian Prince talked about it after the game. Torian Prince had a quote that was like, forget that don't worry about the age stuff. Like that's not an excuse. Like you had to, you know, we expect you, but Torian Prince is a vet, man. He's been in the league. He wants to win a ring. They all said it after the game with four minutes left. We look at the kid and we say, Go, go do this. We'll follow you. It doesn't matter what Phil and I say. It doesn't matter what Dane says or what Finch says. It really only matters what those 15 dudes believe in adults mm-hmm. with kids and wives and mortgages on stuff like they turn to the 21 year old kid when the shit matters the most and say lead us figure it out anthony edwards might i guess we can do an update the anthony edwards is at the top of the power rankings he might have vps and assistants that help him figure out how to be a leader but anthony edwards last night became the leader of the power rankings and his vice president's torian prince So we should wow. do like 60 minutes on just how great is torian this the le- the,
0: le- the leadership power ranking yeah is leadership that what you're... power ranking wow. anthony
1: edwards is at the top
0: what is I want your just right off the top of your head right now? Give me your updated Timberwolves leadership packing order power rankings. And so Anthony Edwards, Edwards is number Edwards. one.
1: Torian Prince is number two. Uh, you wow. watch how that team. Ex- like, I mean, woke up this morning and Jaden and Ant were posting nonstop IG stories about PZ and TP. Like they love that guy. He was so good. Hit threes. Played with energy. Played with a purpose. Um, and as long as he's in the rotation, Austin Rivers is third. This is not a slight on Cat cuz you don't again I've said it, you don't lead if you don't play. All you do is rip Cat on this show. <laughs> Shut up. Dude, when are you no. going to stop being so anti-Cat? Austin Rivers um <laughs> it's not great when Austin Rivers is the spokesman of the team when they're doing bad. Um but he's been around man. He's played with Chris Paul. He's played with you know a lot of the best players in the league. Uh he sees it too. I mean when you start throwing things like KD and Kyrie Irving and Trey Young, like those are guys that everyone would assume are just better players than Ant, and very few of them are doing at 21 what he's doing. Yeah, Again, they're just,
0: they're just further, they're five, six, 10 years further along, but he's on, he's
1: on that train ride. And right? that's what Austin said. He's like, this kid's six years away from his prime. Like, you just don't win titles at 21. No one, even Job Morantu, I think is really good. Like, they're, they don't, you don't win titles until you get 25, 26. Tatum, look at him. Unless you're um, Kobe
0: with like, you know, the yeah, greatest right. center of the general Shaq and Phil Jackson and stuff. Yeah.
1: The, the best player on title teams. If you go back and look every year now, it's like even when Giannis, he was late mid twenties. So for this kid to be doing what he's doing again, it does have to equate to wins. We probably wouldn't be this optimistic this week if they didn't beat the top, you know, seeded nuggets and then come out and really just duelled it out last night. But they did and they won and we'll gloss over the, the players only meeting. Cause we might never know exactly what happened in that. We have heard things and have our thoughts, but that was a real big moment. Teams really all the time have those meetings. I mean, look at the, the, the hottest team in the NBA right now is the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant demanded a trade. Kyrie Irving was doing his thing. Like that team was a dumpster fire, and they just held together. Uh, a lot of the quotes last night, too, if you go back and look, uh, especially from Anthony Edwards, he basically said last night he would die for Chris Finch that he wants to make Chris Finch proud. He wants to gain his trust. Um, Maybe that's why you don't fire Chris Finch. after He always says Finch is my boy. You know,
0: (laughs) Finch is my boy. Whatever he calls. I'm in. I'm all about Finchy.
1: (laughs) So point ant leads to another topic that was, you gave me the fork in the road. Um, They closed with a point guard last night. Who's a 21 year old kid, not an actual point guard. And they surrounded him with defenders, Austin and TP And they had Rudy in there as part of the experiment, who I thought played pretty well, set some good screens, was kind of dominated towards the end of the game. Um, But they didn't close with their actual point guard. The same guy who was pretty active on social. I defer to you.
0: Listen, I can't throw stones. I also unfollowed the Timberwolves on Instagram after the (laughs) six-game losing streak. After that Pistons game, I'm I'm unfollow. Twitter, TikTok. I don't need to see any more warm-ups of (laughs) Bryn Forbes. (laughs) No. Um, Well, it's just... I don't think he was terrible last night. I thought I, I thought he had some self-awareness last night. He only took six shots, only made one of them. He clearly, I, I don't know if it was a result of the team meeting or if it was just a night of, like I said, basketball self-awareness. I like that he didn't feel the need to try and be the guy in that game last night. Just keep the ball moving, blend in. Take your shots as they come to you. You're gonna get a handful of three-point attempts, whatever. Um, you know, he did wind up with seven assists too, and so that was a reflection of the ball. The ball wasn't just like sticking in his hands like it does sometimes. But I can't help but think the way that Anthony Edwards has emerged as a ball handler and an initiator of the offense. I just think we're probably counting down the weeks of D'Angelo Russell in a Timberwolves uniform. Don't you think at this point? Because what are we, a more a month away from the trade deadline? Five weeks?
1: I don't have... Also, that social media stuff, that stuff happens all the time. You would be shocked listening to this. How many dudes still don't run their own accounts or send their own tweets? Yeah. I do think Carl sent the tweet that said bet when our friend Jake Scraps offered to <laughs> shovel his driveway. Um, that was probably Carl. <laughs> Carl wore one of Jake's shirts or sweatshirts in yeah. the game. So that was real. But some of this stuff is just like, whatever. Um, but, like... There was also that moment last night. They were up 10. If you if you watch the game, they're up 10, it's like 34 seconds left in the first quarter, setting up a two for one, which means they should get two shots. They didn't get a shot because they turned the ball over. Uh, Portland went and scored. Then there was that whole situation where it's like a side uh, Luka Garza gets called for like a block. It was a bad call. You don't re- review it in the first quarter. Another three-point play. They take the ball to the side. Uh D'Angelo Russell throws that weird interception that gets picked off and they hit another three. And all of a sudden, instead of a two for one, up 10, you could be up 15 at the end of the first, you're up five. He didn't lose the game. My stance, he's not the problem. The Minnesota Timberwolves don't just have one problem still. But I just don't, I just, it might not be you. You know, breakups. It's not you, it's me. I don't think it's D'Angelo Russell's fault, but they're just better with Ant. They're just better with him being the forceful person to get to the rim, to take over games and to surround him with guys that do die for loose balls, Torian Prince showed up last night for the first time in 16 games. I think it was the first time the team has taken a charge in 16 games. Yeah, so like you're you're probably not wrong. That's not a that's not uh you know that's not a random thing. That's a real thing that he does.
0: He needs to be, by he I mean D'Angelo Russell. He either needs to be an offensive star on a losing team that's trying to tank or something or in reset mode or. He needs to be, with his next contract, a sixth-man scoring punch off the bench, almost like he's a totally different player than Jamal Crawford, but like the role that Jamal Crawford wound up in for 10 years at the end of his career. Just go play 20 minutes, sometimes 30 or 35, depending on if you're hot that night. Minimal expectations on defense. Go get me 15, 20, 25 points. Go take mid-range shots. Go take threes. Go be a heat-check guy. I just don't think that it fits on this team because they already had like Jalen Noel is kind of that guy.
1: Anthony Edwards is kind of that guy. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So you you called it. Jordan Clarkson was kind of a good comp. Jordan Clarkson had a very low stock price when he left L.A. and he's revitalized himself into like a really important player that a lot of teams would want. mm -hmm. Um, Again, I don't know. Maybe I just am so softy, but you know, the Deandre Russell story in Minnesota Will always be tarnished by the fact that I do sympathize with him that he was brought in under a different regime, a different situation. Gerson Rosas wanted him to be the James Harden. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a great comp or uh, scouting, but Gerson Rosas was pretty good at the other stuff. Uh, and then a year after they get him, they get Ant. So you know, you needed D'Lo back then. You needed to probably free yourself of Wiggins, just kind of again, not you, it's me, break ties try to reshuffle this thing you clearly lost that trade just because one guy goes on to win a title they get a pick you don't um so yeah. i still think dendro russell can make money in this league i don't think he's gonna move to shanghai this summer uh but last night was just another example if you don't like what i say or you don't like what phil says that's fine austin river said it in a locker room setting where all the other guys were in the locker room i've done that before like he said this is the franchise player this is the guy we look up to And four spots down from where Austin sits is where D'Lo sits. Yeah. Like, he heard it.
0: You know, I actually, just to go back to the trade for a second with the Warriors, obviously because the Warriors won a championship and Andrew Wiggins discovered rebounding for the first time. Like, the two clinching games and, and just the way that he was playing with that nucleus and that organization. The trade worked out better for him and them because they won the championship, but. Those those two organizations weren't in the same spot when they made the trade. The Warriors were looking for pieces to fortify a dynasty that already existed. Yep. The Wolves were looking for pieces that could get them to the playoffs. <laughs> so, right, yeah, yeah. So really, like, both teams kind of got what they needed from the trade, even though they were at different levels. Like, no, the trade didn't result in a championship for the Wolves. I don't know that that's why they were making the trade. They were looking to go from lottery team 14 out of 15 years or whatever it was, to back in the playoffs. And and Delo helped with that. If 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 they didn't have that version of Delo for two or three years building up, they would not have made the playoffs last year. They would not have won the play-in game against yep. the Clippers because exactly. he played incredibly. But I said this right after the season was over, too. After the Memphis series, when he got benched for the last five minutes because Jordan McLaughlin was just, like, the better player at that point in time, that as you're going from lottery team to playoffs and then from playoffs to deep run and then from deep run to championship. Those are like the four different stages of being an NBA franchise, right? Lottery, Mm -hmm. make the playoffs. Okay. Now you're an eight seed. Can you be a four or five seed, make a run to the conference finals. And then can you finally get to the last and final level? Not everyone that takes you from level one to level two is going to be on the team or good enough, quite frankly, to take you from level two to level three, level three, level
1: four. Are we doing Kirk cousins and the Vikings next year? we could do a little of both. Because that was my thought. There. I was also thinking a little Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. But anyway, I interrupted. It you. is. Keep you going. Know? And so I've always kind of
0: looked at D'Lo as he was here to help get you from level one to level two, maybe from level two to level three, but he had not shown that ability in his first five years in the league. Could he take a step? And the answer has been no. He's not, unless he wants to come in, if he wants to change his role and make a lot less money or something, but he's not going to settle for that. I think at this point, The bridge has been burned a little bit. He's not being a malcontent or anything like that, but Chris Finch clearly doesn't have a ton of faith in him to be on the court at the end of games. Memphis series, case in point, the game against Portland. It's not that he's never going to be out there at the end of games, but um, I just think he served his purpose. It was helpful. Andrew Wiggins was never going to be the player that he became in the Bay Area with this version of the Timberwolves. Part of it because of Andrew Wiggins, like, Dude discovered rebounding nine years into his career for the first time. Congratulations. So I don't know. It's a long rambling way of saying, but I don't think they got fleeced on the trade. Cause I don't think that version of Wiggins was going to be unlocked here. And I think the wolves needed that version of DLO to get to where they are now sitting.
1: Yep. And, and you're right. I, I'm more just saying like, if you actually had to pick a winner of that trade, it's probably not Minnesota, but sure. I'm also with you that they didn't get fleeced. And I also believe this too. And I really do believe this. You have to think that right before the Russell trade happens was kind of the end of the Jimmy Butler fiasco, the end of the Tom Thibodeau fiasco. Um, I will always call me soft, have a little more uh, appreciation for D'Angelo Russell. And if you believe that this will ever straighten out to the fact where we now know ants, the guy, and maybe Carl is that elite Kevin love that we talked about, or maybe he's a two on a championship team and he sticks around long term. I Firmly believe my biggest, boldest take since covering this team is that D'Angelo Russell is the reason Cronley Towns never demanded a trade mm-hmm. because things were so, so bad just four or five years ago behind the scenes after the Tibbs stuff. That's when you just start demanding. I mean, Carl had every right to just kind of be like, you know what? I've had enough of this. So much turmoil, so much turnover. I just want out. What's best for me? What's best for you? And they brought in one of his best friends. Now, are they as tight now? Doogie's always been like, no, not as, not as much as you think, but they're, they're friendly But when D'Angelo Russell landed on a private jet and Carl was out there with a jersey and a video camera and stuff like that, might have been the bridge that just kept Carl here until you get Ant, until you find that Alpha, you find that A1. Um, And again, maybe Carl gets traded this summer. Who knows? And none of this actually matters. But I I, I always believe that Carl's still here because D'Lo came here. And if nothing else, this team doesn't have a lot of banner worthy moments. Hang D'Angelo Russell's banner just for keeping Kat around, if nothing else. <laughs> there's, Maybe just a, a There's a small room jet for in some extra air. banners yeah. to be. There's hung. a little room in Target Center. For
0: can them, we can so. we hang the uh, Luca Garza 13 minutes, 14 points, five of five shooting banner, plus 15 from four fouls also? What a spaz of activity from Luca Garza last night. 13 minutes, 14 points, plus 15, four personal fouls.
1: <laughs> I didn't want your guy, man. I didn't want I didn't want you you to click record and have me smoking a cigarette. <laughs> but man, it was a tough night last night for anyone who has called out some of our takes. Like, hey, you know what? Luca Garza got filleted by Miles Turner against the Pacers. Miles Turner has then filleted a lot of dudes like Stephen Adam, like good, good, good centers. That was the wrong matchup for him. But you got to give him another chance. And would he have played last night if Nas Reed was available? Maybe not. But he was actually good. Like you said. 14 points, sweet, two rebounds, whatever. He hit a three. He was plus 15 in a game that you needed a plus 15. He got a couple of rebounds. He set good screens. Um, I don't know what Nas's future is. We've talked about that before. We'll talk about it again. But, like, you might have that solidified, the backup, again. Like, this team has 12 centers, I think. But Luka Garza is a cheap guy that Tim Connolly did find that they can keep for a long term. He has a lot of deficiencies. But, I mean, he... Portland did the same thing with that Drew Eubanks. They found this kid from Oregon state and he's been a nice backup rotation player. Mm-hmm. They found that with Luca guards too. He was great last night. He's going to be unplayable at times against smaller, faster lineups, but he can spread the floor. He can make free throws uh, and he can, you know, have active hands um, and his footwork. I mean, I had to watch the blazers uh, broadcast last night because of like blacked out on league pastor. So they commented multiple times like, wow, he has really good footwork. Like he is doing some stuff in the lane with these like drop step right hook things. It's like, oh, wow, that kid's, you know, I don't know if anyone has ever won that the G League MVP and the NBA MVP in the same season. But like I wouldn't rule it out. He's he's showing you some stuff. I think you might see it first time ever.
0: First time ever. (laughs) In fact, uh, if you want to take a small sample size and make it way too big of a deal, Luka Garza has played 71 minutes this season. He has the highest win shares per 48 of any Timberwolves player that has played 70 or more minutes just ahead of Carl Anthony Towns. And Rudy Gobert is always a wind shares darling too, even though um, he just doesn't appear to be the same version of himself. Since you brought up Carl Anthony Towns first, oh. can I just, we don't have to do a deep dive into this here. We can maybe do some more of this unfounded speculation later in the season because that's fair. he can't be traded till the summer anyways. But that didn't stop the ringer from putting out this article. New year, new takes. Here are 14 bold predictions for what the NBA will see. In 2023, from this year's trade deadline all the way through next season, and the thirteenth bullet point here is the Timberwolves will trade Carl Anthony Towns sometime in 2023, and uh, the author of the article lays out, and I am sorry I don't know I don't know if it's if it's Kevin O'Connell I didn't see who wrote this so apologies, but it wasn't casting shade on Towns it was more hey they made a big mistake trading for Gobert yeah. now they need to get value back. What's their most valuable piece? Carl anthony Towns. So he lays out four potential trades. Let's start with this one. Who says no? Phoenix Suns. The write-up is, if a star becomes available, some combination of DeAndre Ayton, McHale Bridges, and Cameron Johnson in a signing trade could uh, could be the pieces. Think about this. Towns. What if the Suns offered Bridges and Landry Shamit? He's a shooting guard that makes about ten million dollars a year. Bridges makes about twenty-three million, mul- multiple years left, and as many unprotected picks and swaps as the CBA allows. <laughs> Would you? Who says no? Timberwolves or or Suns? Bridges, uh, shooting guard, uh, Shamit, and then a bunch of picks.
1: Um, I I that was the that was probably the best one that was on there. Um, there's one that you're about to say that I'm just I'm not even gonna, I'm just gonna like close the laptop. Uh, it's a good deal because one thing I tweeted out last night that's important: the Wolves don't have a bunch of picks, they don't have a bunch of cap flexibility. It seems really gloomy, but Torian Prince and Kyle Anderson are signed through next season, and that's kind of what you're trying to think about with a trade like that. Again, I am very anti-trading cat at this point. Um, I'm I am currently
0: as of right now anti-trading cat. I want him the best case scenario is for him to fit in as a complimentary piece to Anthony Edwards, point yes, ant, yes. as we've seen him in the
1: last three weeks. I would say I'm more against trading Cat than I ever have been this season, simply because I think as we just did 30 minutes on last night or this week was like, okay, we have one thing figured out. The hierarchy was such a mess. We didn't know anything. We now have slotted this kid in at one. Can Carl give us, you know, 30 games this season at two. And if he's a mm-hmm. really good two, he stays there for six, seven more years. Boom. But with the Suns trade, This is what they closed with last night. They closed with Ant, Rudy, and then three kind of multi-purpose guards forwards. That's what Cam Johnson is. That's like what Bridges is. just like having guys that can space the floor and defend. They closed last night, TP, Kyle Anderson, Austin Rivers. Those guys are just younger, probably better versions of what the Wolves closed with last night. So it's not bad. It reloads your picks. It's not something I would do right now, but it's better than the next one I know you're going to bring. I
0: think the one you're talking about is the Knicks one. Uh, go to the different? other one. Go to the other one. Hawks or Magic? Yeah, go to the Hawks. Hawks. Okay, I'm done. A, ch- a challenge trade with the Hawks that could swap Cat and Trey Young is one popular hypothetical. Uh, you're not talking about that one, right? You're talking about no. I am talking.
1: I'm talking about we just finally, goddamn it, figured out who the number one is on this team and who should have the ball. <laughs> Trae and Young if Trey Young moves to town, <laughs> what are we doing?
0: Well, there's another Hawks version here. I don't think that. I don't think you would consider. I don't know, man. It's the NBA. And if you could have, you could have Trey Young and Anthony Edwards somehow co- exi- uh, coexisting in the same uh, backcourt. I don't know. And then there's this one. What about cat for John Collins? Who's he's a. He's only 25, man. I feel like we've been talking about John Collins' trade scenarios for like a decade.
1: John Collins is 25, like but it has been 14 on the block for old 35 that we're talking years. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so he, he's a rock-solid 25-year-old stretch 4 $25 million a year. He's like a diet Carl anthony Towns. He can shoot some threes, but not as good as Cat. Right. He's a big man, but not as big as Cat. I think he's more nimble, and he's not as plodding as Cat. He's a good player. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, former number four overall pick from a few years ago, who hasn't quite panned out to that level and a 19-year-old 16th overall pick out of Duke, A.J. Griffin, and then a lightly protected first-round pick in 2029. So, cat for John Collins, young DeAndre Hunter, young A.J. Griffin, and a pick in, like,
1: six years from now.
0: Reckless speculation.
1: Again, one more time because someone just turned on YouTube at 29 minutes in. We're both anti-trading cat. The number one thing I'm excited for now is Anthony Edwards at point someone else next to him. I don't know who anyone, Phil, Jalen, Jordan, um, and then Jaden. And then I want to see Carl and Rudy out there again, but with yep. a new a new shape. I mean, again, I, I really believe that we're probably a month away from maybe D'Lo being off the team. Just it kind of seems where the tea leaves are going here. But uh, the the Atlanta one you just said seems less exciting to me because, like you said, John Collins is just kind of a lesser Carl. Well, then just give me Carl. Um, the mm-hmm. Suns one at least gives you – I don't really also want to surround Ant with young guys, right? Like he's 21. And Gobert, rather... And do you want to get
0: even younger when, when Gobert is the one you're keeping? That's right. The thing. Exactly.
1: I'd rather have the, like, Bridges has shown you he can guard the best players in the league. Cam Johnson yeah. is a flamethrower. I'd just rather have, I know I'm nitpicking, but I'd rather have 24, 25 year old adults than 21, 22 year old prospects.
0: Agreed. And then, and I'll just throw these other ones out quickly because it's more about, reclaiming draft capital than anything else but mm-hmm. the ringer throws out the magic what if the magic want to get frisky and offer jonathan isaac and jalen suggs plus let's see here uh unprotected picks in 2024 26 28 and denver's top five protected in 25 they also mentioned a player selected in this year's lottery so just a bunch of like young yeah assets by the way jalen suggs one of the worst shooters in the entire league and it's year two and Jonathan Isaac hasn't played
1: in like three years because of torn ACLs, right? Jonathan Isaac is what everyone thought Jaden McDaniels would be. And then Jaden's just like, actually, I, I check in the games and I put a jersey on, like and I play. So <laughs> right. I'm out on the whole Jonathan Isaac thing for a lot of reasons. Uh, but no, I these these offers, what's the what's the Knicks one again? I hate the Knicks one. Okay. because you, it's it, yeah.
0: you'd you would have to take the RJ Barrett contract, which kicks in I think next year, 120 million over like four years. And then the Knicks would give up a ton of draft capital. So just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. here's RJ Barrett, who is, dude, I mean, he's just like your classic volume scoring sort of combo guard, I guess. And I don't need him taking Anthony Edwards shots. And I don't necessarily want him chucking 15 or 25 times a game at the expense of more efficient shooters that have, you know, sort of their own role. So yeah. I, I would be out. I'll take some draft capital, but like R.J. Barrett isn't a guy that I want on this team for the next five years. So I'm out on that.
1: Yeah, I'm out on that, too. I don't like that. I'm not a huge R.J. Barrett guy. He's gotten better. Uh, Again, it just all – what the whole point of today's pod is that they could lose to the Clippers tomorrow, but the players said it themselves, and that's the most meaningful thing. It's more meaningful than Finch or Tim Connolly or Glenn Taylor. The players said it like "This this, this is this kid's franchise. Um, I want to see it now with him. We know Jaden's going to be part of the franchise starting at the small forward. I do kind of want to see Carl back with a group of guys now that maybe has figured out the pecking order a little bit more. There's no more like long post-ups for Rudy. He's doing his thing a little more. So I, the, the Orlando one is intriguing a bit because like you said, Suggs can't really shoot, but like, I want to find that guy that you put next to Ant in the backcourt, right? He's not going to always play point guard like Luca during a brilliant run last year had Jalen Brunson. Um, you want to have someone next to him that can like carry the load. I mean, Tyus Jones is like the wet dream, but who knows if that bridge has been burned. Uh, but yeah, n- you, you know, now who's at the top, you know, now who slots in under him. Um, but it gives you more flexibility. Now. I mean, I really do. If you're into roster building on stuff, like you gotta be more excited today than you were last week. Cause mm-hmm. you at least know the, the kid can take, over games, he can play defense. He can literally just do everything we didn't think he could do. He can do it. He does it consistently now. He doesn't smile. He doesn't loaf. Uh, I mean, dude, last night Dane tweeted 30 seconds into the game that he was like holding his hip and wanted to check out of the game, and then two minutes later he almost literally murdered Drew Eubanks. Like he just <laughs> jumped off a trampoline. Like the kid's hilarious. He did. He he's a little hurt, and then he just oh, I'm gonna drop 30 and take like score 15 points in the fourth quarter. So yeah. none of those trades are exciting right now, but. If if you know that you have the quarterback of this team, it gives you more options to say, like, you know, I hate people hate the comps. Like, if you know you have Mahomes, maybe you can trade Anthony Tyreek Hill and go get some other pieces that fit around him better. So and, and
0: I believe this article was written after the six game losing yeah, right. streak. Yep. So mm-hmm. it was like, you know, the worst period in probably three years of Timberwolves basketball or the last two years, maybe since Ryan Saunders was fired. And so that's that, but these are the types of things, speculative things that are going to pop up rightfully. So, cause if they don't turn it around and like right now, playoff picture update, here you go. It's your uh weekly playoff picture update in the Western conference. The wolves are not in, they're not in the plan right now. So if they don't, if they don't do something meaningful, like get at least get back into the playoffs by the end of the season, um, this is going to be one of the most speculated potential yep. trades in all of NBA
1: tradeville: Carl Anthony towns or Rudy Gobert, right? Yes. 18 and 21 11th in the West, but something that's fun to look at. If you look in the streak column teams, five through 10 of all are all on a losing streak. Um, they're having what you and I would deem maybe the most frustrating season in three years. I think they are three games out of like, home court. <laughs> they're, all, <laughs> or, they're only, yeah, they're only three seven games out of, the, games out of the, the one seed, right? Right. Now. It's just so like, crazy. and we know some of the, again, I said this last week, they haven't really won a game that they shouldn't have, but they've definitely lost some games that they shouldn't have lost. So, uh, yeah, I mean the Phoenix suns, the Utah jazz have both lost four or five games in a row, but what you just did is show that yes, there's no picks. Yes. There's no money in the vault. Uh, cause if there was a rod would try to use it to buy the team, but <laughs> you can still trade a guy like Carl and get, a dumpster worth of picks from the Suns and good rotation players that build around this. So mm-hmm. it sucks that you don't have picks for the next six years, every other year, but you still have the assets that can regroup this. I mean, they didn't have Carl last night. They didn't have Carl on Monday. They didn't have Delo on Monday. Didn't matter because Anthony Edwards was on the team and they beat the best team in the West. And then last night they beat another really good Portland team. Yeah. Um, so the future is a little brighter than it was against that Pistons game.
0: They do have a chance to rattle off some wins here too, because, and I don't, I don't want to play this game too aggressively, because they did just blow a twenty-point lead to the Pistons the other night. <laughs> nope, but, I agree. You know the Clippers, but then you get you get Houston on the road, uh, a rematch against Detroit, and then you get some more tough games home against Phoenix, home against a, a good Cleveland team, Utah. A lot of home games in the month of January. You actually, from this point forward, you you have one, two, three, only five road games between now and February 7th the rest are home games. So this is your stretch to to get back into it, but there's also half a chance that early next week our next episode yep. could just be like riding the roller coaster back down after like a fiery crash or something. So we'll
1: see we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, re- I recorded with Dane Saturday morning. And I was like, I think the wolves have 25 games left until the all-star break. I think they go like 15 and 10, which is aggressive. Uh, and then they lost to the worst team in the league. So then I was like, oh I was literally like, can you take that podcast down? And then they beat the two of the best better teams in the in the league. So, yeah, their schedule is weird, but the Clippers have lost four in a row. The Suns, I saw today, were at an 18-win pace without Devin Booker, who's out for a month. Um, you get to play the Pistons again. You get to play the soulless Rockets. Like, yep, they could lose all those games, and we could be pissed again with pitchforks. But they could also wake up on Monday and be seventh in the West after all that we've put up with and after all yeah. the people we've tried to fire and, and arrest and put in jail. Uh, it, yeah, that this, this roller coaster will not stop, but we are definitely on the high part of it now. And there is your Western Conference
0: playoff picture update on Flagrant Howls. All right, that's a wrap on this episode. We'll get back to reading some of your comments early next week, hopefully. And uh, you can always find us on Twitter, just sort of rage-tweeting during Timberwolves games. And you can always hit us up on the Score North YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word about one of the top 98 basketball (laughs) podcasts in the country. Climbing on up. He's Kyle. I'm Phil. This is your favorite Timberwolves lifestyle podcast, Flagrant Howls.